Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 280. Wow, what a nice number. Uh, March 24th, 2021. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Klingspore Woodworking Shop, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashir, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Isotunes, Tim Holliner. Every week, Phil. Every week. Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Tim, you finished working on uh, the uh, the exit package for te- for Bill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I laced up my uh, Soy Carolina steel tip boots. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the package Perfect. is ready. <laughs> cool. You could tape the record of employment to that. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I just, I just, I would like to point out that it's going to take more than some veggie boot to get rid of me. <laughs> yeah, we could just change a couple of passwords, but all right, that's fine. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. We can just stop calling him every week. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? I don't know. I, I'd be somehow digitally like knocking on the door. Tim, <laughs> Tim, I'm sorry. Tim, Phil, careful! You'll knock your cord out of your microphone there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would just reply, "No hablo." Well, you said that right. Very good. Muchas gracias. Yo se hablo un poquito de español. Yeah, me too. No, not really. Actually, not really. Just, I don't know why I even understood that. Because I said español un poquito. So you know a little bit of Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I could count to about 100 and I could ask you where the bathroom is, which I feel are two very important skills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the counting to 100 is, you know... In case well, you need like ninety-two bathrooms, yeah, and or in case like you know, on a scale of one to a hundred, how bad do you have to pee? It's it's a hundred. Where is the bathroom? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. What? Uh, <laughs> let's, what do we can do first here? Yeah. Let's do the. What are we working on? Let's okay. go to Billy Lutz. Slick. Well, you know what I'm working on. You know what I'm working on. I'm working on getting healthier. Oh God! I, I seriously, I it's been. Um, I bought Bob what, a couple months ago, right? Two three months ago. Anyway, Tim, check the show notes. I, I, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's it's. I haven't had Bob very long. I've tried to increase my activity level. I'm using Bob to um, um, feel better just the motion my shoulders and my neck everything like that this you know when you're when you're using the punching bag it actually feels better um the side effect to this and what i wasn't trying to do but what i've been doing is i went from a little over 250 pounds down to 240 oh excellent and i've been losing a little bit of weight almost every day and i mean a little bit like a quarter pound here you know it's like well maybe it's that quarter pounder i didn't eat um but yeah, I mean, I'm losing a little bit of weight every day, and it feels good. I'm motivated to keep going. Uh, the riding the bicycle while Casey runs on the weekends is so all of this. So, ironically, getting in better shape, uh, things are still falling apart because now my knee has been acting up really bad. <laughs> mm. So I, I'm I'm getting older, and I think I'm paying the price of just the work I've always done and the lifestyle I lived when I was younger. Um, but I'm trying to compensate for that by getting into better shape. And I like the fact that I feel better and I'm losing weight. Losing weight is going to help, I think, with the knees in the long run. So Excellent. Are you standing on a mat while you fight with Bob? Or are you yes. Con- okay. Bob is, Bob is on a mat. The floor is the worst for everything. Like, And, and I want to take the image out of anybody's head that thinks that Bill is in there like Rocky in the garage with the music going on. No, I look like an old fat dude trying to punch a stationary object. However, 
that's what I assumed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, just just so we're all clear, because somebody I, somebody at work was saying, "Oh, you got that man? I can I can just see it now." And, and he starts shadow boxing, like I can see you doing. Like, no, I don't do anything like what you just did. That looks good. I, I don't do that. I just <laughs> I try and get my heart rate. Up. It's all I'm trying to do, really. Is I'm trying to elevate my heart rate in a manner that allows me to use shoulder. You know, my core, all of that stuff is, is a byproduct, but I'm just trying to get some cardio. And and it's the most fun cardio I can think of. And it actually, I, I keep doing it because I enjoy it. So. Good. It's not the most fun cardio I could think of. Tim, what about you? <laughs> um, I, the, the weather's starting to break around here, which is great. And of course, I have, you know, instruments I'm building and all that stuff. Um, but, what the weather breaking means is that I'm I'm got to kind of get back to my guitar truck a little bit. I basically haven't touched the thing since like December, and um, it actually didn't start. I had to move it in December for the plows, and I had a hard time getting it started. And then I was like, oh, I'll just I'll deal with it later. And then the battery drained because I had when I was p- uh, fixing some of my electronics, I'd put my backup camera in the wrong fuse and so it was slowly drawing and killed my battery and then like you know it's just like you know winter sitting out there dead battery all that stuff so it's kind of like oh it's like a real bummer you know and um i went i found the i i talked to my mechanic and he he told me how to find the drain like how to i didn't even i i don't know how to use a you know like electrical meter you know what i mean he's like oh i put on the amps thing you put it between the negative on the battery you can see if there's anything Mm -hmm. if it's a number you know it's draining like so he kind of taught me that so i saw that i'm like okay let me go right to the fuses that i've messed with and sure enough first fuse i tried I was like, okay, it's this one. So then, this, then the first thing I, I knew it instantly is like, oh, it's this dumb camera. And it was. So I fixed that. But, um, but it still wasn't starting. Um, so I had my mechanic come down. And, um, you know, I was like, I, not getting spark. Not getting spark, you know. Um, and I did everything I could do. You know, I, I even replaced the, uh, the coil because the coil we didn't replace when we did the tune-up. But everything else is new, the wires and caps and stuff. And so he came down. He's like, yeah, there's like a, a module in the distributor or something. He's like, it's just, we'll just replace the whole distributor. It's, you know, an older truck. It's a couple hundred bucks, like no big deal. Um, so here it takes him like 20 minutes to pull the old one up with a new one in or whatever. And it uh, fires right up, but it was still kind of not right. And it turned out that, actually, maybe we'll save this for the topic because I thought this was a cool little trick that I learned hmm. from him. Um, okay. of, of another so step that. perfect but so I got the truck uh, you know running we took it out for a spin for the first time in months it was great Vance and I had a blast doing that and I got back to work on it um, not that it really needs a ton of work there's, there's always little things to do you know like I didn't like the letters that I put on the side so I peeled those off and sanded and repainted that area so I can put new letters on and um, some other things I'm doing because I have I actually booked a guitar show for it um, I was like on the fence about whether I wanted to do it because it's kind of expensive and it's about almost a two-hour drive from here. Um, but it was a guitar show I'd done in the past, and I was like, you know what? I, you know, with COVID, I was like, is it going to be worth it? Is there going to be enough people there? I mean, by by May, you know, it'll be a little more open up, but there's still all the mask mandates and stuff. And I was like, is it going to be worth it to drive all the way out there and spend all this money on gas and booth expenses to do this? And I'm like, you know what? This is why I have the truck. This is why I, I put so much work into it. Right. Was to go yeah. do this. So I was like. If 50 people show up, it'll be a soft opening. You know what I mean? It's like, great. I'll just I'll just use it as a soft opening. I don't necessarily have to make money on this. Like, you know, I, I'll just go. I'm just spending money on it right now still. As no, I, but use it for content. Yeah, I don't. I can't film while I'm at those things, but um, it's too much Well, work. you can film the prep to get there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit. Like, and I'm pictures, actually not even... Like, I didn't even film, like, the stuff I was doing today. Like, I was going to... I was starting to think, like, well, because I, like, I re- I'm redoing the tailgate on the back. I had put up... You know, I have the wooden stage floor that's on the steel frame that I made that folds down. And then on the yeah. exterior, I had just put up some plywood and then these sheets of aluminum that I pulled out of the roof of the truck. Um, I painted them white and just screwed them on. And uh, and they, the paint didn't stick to them good because they were aluminum and they didn't get treated right and stuff. And, and they, I just didn't like the look of it. So I pulled those all down and I cut pallet uh, wood and I filled in between the metal beams with pallet wood um, vertically. Uh, I like it. So so now the back of the tailgate, there's four like rectangles on the back. So the top three are pallet wood. And then the fourth one I left, uh, I painted green to match the green paint around the bottom of the truck. And it's that same aluminum still. So I left that green. So I'm going to put lettering in that bottom one, put like the logo or something in there in wood. Hmm. And then and then on the wood, I might put some letters. Like I was thinking of doing the make good music 
like in big wood letters on top of the pallet wood and like that green paint that I'm using that that uh, total boat sway sauce green you know paint and um, and do some stuff so the tailgate will look a lot better but of course you only see that when you're driving because when the truck's in operation it's 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 upside yeah, down when you're driving away yeah yeah but um you know so and then I started cutting new letters and I was just it was just so nice the weather was nice I was out working on the truck again and because all winter I was sitting there with a dead battery and not starting and it's just like ugh. You know, like I got all this time and money tied up in this thing. I got a dead truck, and it's like, yeah, just fix it. Just, you know what I mean? Like, just fix it. That's that's what we do. And it was like, it was, you know, not that hard. Like, just yeah. pay the, pay the guy. He's your friend. He'll do it for a good price. Just tell him to figure it out. Like that's what he does. I don't and, know. And how if to you're it out. if you're wanting to get into the habit of of actually using this thing to go to shows and concerts and if, events, you got to go. You, right. You know, it's it's at this point you're really not trying to make money. You're just trying to get into the habit of getting the truck running, seeing how it works, seeing yeah. what kind of expo- you know. There's well, all these things the, that you're going to learn along the way. Exactly, because I have these ideas of flow. Like I went, I was looking for you know, like uh, when you're standing in line at the movie theater back in the old days. You know, or well, still, but there's like the velvet rope. Nowadays, it's usually those like those plastic, you know, like seatbelts you pull out. But like, you know, when you're queued yeah. up, I was looking for green velvet rope, and they just like it's just impossible to find. Um, Make some. Yeah, though that's what I'm doing. It's, instead, I found some green rope, um, and so I want to make because what I was thinking would be really cool to do, and I might even like see if I can get a buddy to do it. But I, you know, because you enter in the passenger door up front, and then you exit off the stage, and so I, I. I want to put like um, around the edge of the stage. I want to put some kind of rope, just a visual thing for people up there to not walk off the edge, you know. But then I was thinking at the at the entrance door. But then also because of COVID, I can't just let people walk in. We got to limit bodies, you know, going through the small space. I thought it'd be really cool to get like a guy with like the wraparound sunglasses and a tank top with his arms crossed, like a bouncer, like standing there with like a velvet <laughs> rope at the door, and like All right, you can I'll use Vance for that. Like, Vance would be the perfect <laughs> bouncer. <laughs> But I just thought it'd be really, really cool. Like I know some guys, like some of my bigger friends, you know, that work out and stuff, and have them just stand there with the rope, and you know, I thought it'd be kind of fun to make it like a backstage pass thing. Um, they need to have like a um, what's it called, a clipboard. Right. Well, they, and then I'm, I'm actually like just now before we started, I'm making like a flyer because I have like a flyer for the guitars, but I'm making like a flyer for the truck. You know, just mm-hmm. a, with the web address, and of course the the website for for me. And so like I figured like that could they could have a clipboard with those and hand out flyers to people that aren't going on the truck because people might not want to go in it they might you know with covid and they might feel claustrophobic although for me like i kind of see it like the way the truck's set up i can stand outside on the stage the whole time i can see into the truck people can go in and walk around i can just stand outside and let them you know what i mean so nobody i don't think you're gonna have a problem with people not wanting to go in the truck i don't think so either I, don't think I, so. I think as long as they're masked up, they're going to feel fine. Everybody wants to do anything right now. Well, to and by May, there's like, I mean, more and more people are getting vaccinated. It's yeah. getting less. Yeah. And the weather's breaking. And everybody's like, we're all cows coming out of the barn. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And the guy supposedly is at a hotel. Oh, yeah. So I'll tell you. It's um, it's uh, May 23rd. Um, at, I got to look up the name of the hotel. Um, May 23rd from 11 to 4. And it is at the... Uh, the Verve Hotel in Natick, Mass., which is just outside of Boston. So it's... Um, hmm. I think I've been there. The Verve? No, Natick. Natick, yeah. It's uh, 1360 yeah. Worcester Street in Natick, Mass., the Verve Hotel, May 23rd, 11 to 4. And um, the the guy said... Oh, so get this. So, you know, the guy said, I can park right by the front door. They He, he called and checked. And they, so apparently I can park right by the front door of the venue. Which will be cool. So I'm not like in the back of the parking lot, you know. What I mean, because you want to be seen. Yeah. And it's it's twenty dollars to be admitted to the guitar show, but my truck is out front of the guitar show. So if anybody wants to go, like people like listen to the podcast and people in our maker community and stuff, you don't have to pay the twenty bucks because I'm not going to charge you to go into my my truck. Just come hang out. You might be missing an opportunity here, Tim. At least yeah, give them half five, price. Ten five bucks. Beaners. Well, I mean, like, I just, I know that there are people that I've had, I've had people come to these shows, like Jeff Shaw came to see me once and he had to pay the cover to get in to oh, see me. Full price, Jeff Shaw, full price. Oh, he'll, no, he'll pay double, but, you know. Obviously. You know what? Charge him .063 of $20. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to get accurate with this. It's 0625, all right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of, um, it's like, oh my God, I got all this work to do and I just like spent all this money, like buying rope and, and, uh, I bought some, uh, you know, some other stuff to set it up, but, um. But I think, and then I was thinking of doing like a, you know, you roll out the red carpet like with the velvet rope. I was thinking about getting fake grass, having like a fake grass strip that you walk up to go in. There know. you go. So Could it green. be red grass? I like it. Well, Could it be red well, grass? Well, sticking with the 
the you know the green thing monochromatic thing but but it's a red carpet well, I, I like that you put pallet wood on the back carpet. of the truck oh. i think that's uh that, that's signature sway right there yeah i think it'll look mm. good i think i'm gonna i'm gonna you know put a coat of total boat halcyon on it and um i need to uh i need to like plan it a little bit <laughs> what nothing you do you which, boo. which which finish are you gonna be putting on it i'm gonna be putting yeah. on total boat halcyon clear which is a pro- total okay. product. And you know, actually, if okay. you use the code TimSway15, you can get 15% off at TotalBoat.com through uh, July, I believe. So go to Hell Phil. You, can, you can't use it. Everybody else can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call them and be like, Phil cannot use my any... <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I'll stick to my Minwax Polycrylic for my six projects a year. Um... Oh, you yeah. Just try the so, telephone, man. So much better. It, is it? Right. <laughs> well, see, uh, Phil and I wouldn't know that, Tim, because we don't have the kind of connections that you do. And apparently you're going to be stingy with your little um, fame. So whatever. But go ahead, Phil. What have you been working <laughs> Anyways, on? Like, uh, like Bill, I did nothing. And um, actually, I fixed a bunch of bikes. All the, the oh, neighborhood cool. kids popped over to the garage with their with their bikes. So I finished. So I fixed kickstands and handlebar alignment and brakes and stuff so that was uh that was fun i got to be out there uh you know with my mechanics tools and the kids and and i've been playing a lot of video games with my son we've been playing a lot of Fortnite, to be honest with you mm-hmm. and uh and he's gotten surprisingly good and we're doing uh really well in this game and it's fun so i really enjoy it so much so that i started playing it with my friends we're like uh okay what time are we playing tonight 9 30 put the kids to bed and we actually play like three or four of us at night and because like you're wearing the headsets and so you, you're on a team and you're basically a kill squad and you got to kill everybody else but you can talk to each other like your commandos right like uh flank his position flank his position it's pretty funny so you're into fortnite now when just a few months ago you were like basically you're calling me a bad father for letting for letting my kids play I don't think it was because of the Fortnite. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you're very good at that. That's funny. That was funny. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Uh, I I do enjoy it, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's not like. If I saw that Jake was taking to this game and he started to become very violent, and he started to, or even remotely violent, and or started to use bad language, or start to be mean to his siblings, I'd cut it off right away. But it hasn't changed who he is, so... Right, and don't you think that's, like, one of the biggest things about... And, and I'm speaking a little out of turn here. Um, but the, one of the hugest things about parenting is teaching your kids what's real, right? That's yeah. not real. It's a video game. And there's... Sure. You know, and, the, and video games have been around for a long time because we all... Maybe not Bill, but we all grew up with <laughs> video games in our yeah, lives. Yeah, you know, Pong really took its toll yeah. on Bill. But, you know, and that's... They've been, they've been they, saying that's that... That's why I don't play video games. I went, what? This is not interesting at all. These video games. I don't need video but games. The, the mm-hmm. data, the data's been out for years. Like they've done the studies, and there's just no correlation of like this violence and video games. It's just not. Like, yeah. well, not. It's, it's not. I, I didn't yeah. mean just video games, though. But I just mean you know, anytime uh, kids knowing what reality is is so important. Yeah, it yeah, just is. yeah. You know, I mean, our parents had to teach us that uh, Looney Tunes wasn't real violence, right? Yeah. You take watch Looney Tunes right now. It's you all see, violence. Like, what, yeah. it's, it's violence and racism. Violence. It's, it's all racist violence. Yes. That show. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You know, I say, well, I, yeah, I'm not gonna go there, but <laughs> watch it. <laughs> well, what you can let's, still find a lot of it. At least agree on the violence, right? It, you know, <laughs> a lot of it doesn't get aired anymore because it's it just didn't hold up, too. You know, but um, yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, but point being is that Bill's absolutely right that mm. there is a differentiation between fantasy and reality, and that it is important to establish that early on so that kids understand the difference. And uh, and and I haven't seen it negatively affect Jake so. You know, but we we are very strict with time limits, hmm. and he's only allowed to play on the weekends, and he can't hop on as soon as he wakes up. It's he's got to start at eight a.m. at the earliest, and by five o'clock, no matter what's happened throughout the day, he is done. Because as it turns out, he gets nightmares if he plays the game too late, right before bed. <laughs> so ask me how I know. Um, and so we had to. Do you get? But anyways, do you get nightmares, Phil? If you play too late with your friends. Um, are we talking tip segments or what are we doing? <laughs> are we, are we moving that's on a, to the that's next a yes. Thing? Okay, we'll move on. 
No. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I didn't get nightmares. But Jake was in our bed last night because he did get nightmares because I said, Warren, just let him play. Boys will be boys. Leave him alone. Sure enough, he was in our bed with nightmares. So <laughs> we all make mistakes. So do dads. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to our uh, get the trumpet ready or something, one of you with an instrument. Oh. We're going to move on oh. to our Isotunes weekly tip segment. Okay, let me just overturn this rock you've been under if you don't know what Isotunes is. So they are the best hearing protection for us makers. Um, in-ear, over-ear. I love the over-ear. Um, and it just protects your hearing, but at the same time, it's Bluetooth, syncs up with your phone perfectly, or I guess maybe if you had like an iPod something, right? Uh, but anyways, all to say that it, it syncs up with anything Bluetooth, and you can take calls, you can listen to music, you can listen to podcasts. Um, if you get a text message, it, it dings, so it's it's just a great way to protect your ears, but still stay connected. I know when I'm in the shop, and um, even without the machines on, I just wear it, and that way, like, I can always hear if there's some kind of a notification. I don't have to worry that I missed a phone call or a text from my wife or something, like, go get the kids or whatever. I just know that these things are on, and unless I hear otherwise, I'm good. So I love wearing them, and uh, it's a family-owned company, and... Uh, I think they're phenomenal. So what we're doing is, uh, and we're, we've partnered with Isotunes for this, is that every tip that gets submitted, that person gets inter- entered into a draw to win your choice of a pair of Isotunes. And you can go to isotunes.com slash reclaimed audio to see the models that are part of this draw, which is, I think, almost all of them. But it's your choice. And on top of that, you also get um, reclaimed 10, which is a coupon code to get $10 off any pair in that store. So isotunes.com slash reclaimed audio and the uh, the coupon is reclaimed 10 and it's it's in the store. So you, it's hard to miss it. So you'll, you, that's the landing page. That's the coupon code. And uh, let's get to those tippies. Tim, let's uh, let's get to let's get to that one. That you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so so the first one that we're going to read is um, from Christopher DeBauer. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. And what's interesting about this particular tip is it generated a heated debate uh, among the three of us in the pre-show, which of course the patrons get to hear if you're a supporter of Patreon.com. Um, but Probably the most significant discussion I think we've ever had. It was probably the the closest thing to an actual proper like woodworking maker conversation that we've ever had, ever, mm-hmm. um, because <laughs> it's it's about inches and inches and in, and of course metric gets brought up every time you talk about the imperial system and whatnot. But so this is kind of stemming from uh, a little. Uh, there's a, a post on Facebook uh, that I made a little uh, kind of snarky comment on, uh, <laughs> but so it's coming from here. So. Um, the tip is, um, if you're stuck using imperial units or measurements like me, here's a workaround for memorizing all the decimal equivalents of fractions. I'm not excellent at math, and this is how I work it out on the spot. I only memorize the eighth-inch increments and the value of one-sixteenth, knowing that a quarter-inch decimal is almost natural, so knowing the eighth-inch in between is much harder. So, you know, a quarter-inch is 0.25, and an eighth-inch is 0.125. Um so from there, you can add or subtract the 16th, which is 0.063 from anywhere, or 0.0625 if you want to be Tim and be fancy, which is correct, but whatever. So he's, what he's saying is instead of, like, memorizing, and this is where the debate came up because, um, like, I, I was just like, oh, just memorize them. Just, like, just learn them. It's like, you know, you, you learn your seven times table when you're in school and your eight times and you know them. But, um, but so uh, Christopher's point is if you don't know them all, all you have to know is... That one sixteenth is 063, and you can do anything to the sixteenth because if you got a half inch, right, that's 0.5, and then your your heavy half inch point, you know, so your five eighths, you just take 0.5 plus 063, so it's point, you know, five six three, or you take six three away from that if you're down lower, and that's a little bit more tricky because you have to do subtraction, but it's 0.437. So that was kind of his point. Like, don't you don't feel you need to memorize them all, just just suss it out that way and then phil's question of course is well why do you need to know both the decimal and there's a whole conversation we had about it but um it is a good tip and it and it is a little tricky thing and i will stand by here and i will be ready to take your letters at phil at reclaimed audio you can send all your complaints right there when i say that 
the, I do believe <laughs> that the imperial system has this place in woodworking over the metric system um, because this is another thing we came up with. The 32nd of an inch is more accurate than the millimeter, which is only 1 24th of an inch. What if it's something more accurate? 125.4 of an inch. Yeah, no, yeah, it's 1 24th, but it lets you... I get get down to a smaller amount. Yeah. I also prefer inches for woodworking, and I don't feel the need to convert it to decimals unless I'm working with CNC. But at that point, I'm going to take my reading off the caliper anyway, so I don't have to measure it. But you're right; I don't want to rehash the conversation. We'll have it right. But well, it, it's in you know. But again, it's like you teach your kid you teach your kid to uh, to spell, even though they can just ask Google how to spell it. No, the the thing was was that when we were in school. People said you have to memorize your times tables because you're not going to walk around with a calculator in your pocket yeah. when you're a grown-up. <laughs> <Which is And laughs> as it turns out, yeah, yeah, they were wrong about that. Yeah, so, so much, so I, much of that rote memory that we had in school is just—it's just pointless now. Like, because we all literally. I, have. I think it's important to be able to do math in your head. I do math in my head all the time, and then people are like, "How'd you do that?" I was like, it's, "But you know, I, t- I tell Vance all the time, I'm, I'd like if you uh, if you walk around my shop." All over my bench and little pieces of scrap wood, there's all sorts of little calculations all the time. I always write them out. I tell fans yeah. not to worry about doing that either, you know. Well, for, yeah, for yeah, someone no, like wow. me, I, I, I can tell you that trying to understand that conversion, I know that we can learn that. <clears throat> Machinists um, know so many by heart. They just know, you know. So what I've, in, instead of taking the time to learn that and to commit so much effort into using something that I may not use very often, I just text Tony Rillo. <laughs> yeah, he's in, he's in my phone too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Does he text back? It's weird. His wife does. Mackenzie and me are like this. Yeah, so you, you, you text yeah. Mackenzie and you say, hey, ask Tony what this is. Yeah, because uh-huh. I don't really want to talk to Tony. I just want to talk to Mackenzie. Yeah, you rated. You rated. Okay. Um, yeah, very cool. Do we have a we have a couple more? Don't we? We do. Um, we do. Do you want me to keep reading them or? Yeah, and no, you've got such a sultry voice. Okay. Micah Hayes says, if you need a sanding block for a unique shape, let's use a baseboard trim for example. Take a small section of the baseboard that you're trying to duplicate and lay a couple layers of painter's tape on it. Now put a coat of paste wax on the tape and spread Bondo body filler over the taped slash waxed area a good three-eighths or a half-inch thick. Allow that to dry thoroughly and it should pop right off. And now you can attach sand uh, self-adhesive sandpaper to the shaped side of the Bondo and voila. So this is a great tip, I thought, because there, I know there's been many times that I've needed some weird little sanding shapes. And I, I'll use like a like a pattern tracer, or I'll like take a piece of cardboard or paper or whatever, and trace it, and then duplicate it, and then check it, and it's a little off here and a little off there. Then you end up using your finger and all that stuff. And this is a great way to make a 100% accurate um, sanding block, you know. So I read that. I thought that was pretty intensely cool. Yeah. My question is, is like the bondo won't snap? Like it stays that hard? If you mix it right, I guess. Yeah, bondo is like an epoxy. Yeah. So it's like literally like rock hard when you're done with it. Yeah, you gotta let it cure you know, right. When you, so when you go and you touch your car, yeah. <laughs> if, it's, yeah. if it's had Bondo work done to it, it's not squishy. No, I know, but is it, I just meant like, I, fi- I figured it'd be <clears throat> hard, but also brittle. But you're saying it's not brittle. Not not for that application. I mean, you're not. I can see how this would work pretty neat. I think it's a neat idea. Yeah, mm. I, I get okay. what you're saying too. It's like, yeah, but if you push down on it a certain way, if it's yeah, some parts of it, it but you, yeah, but sure it, you could. If you're doing this type of sanding, you're you're not. It's delicate. You're not sixty it's, grit. Yeah, it's detailed you know sanding. I mean? Right. Yes. Yeah, right. You're already at two, okay. one twenty or one fifty, and you're just finishing it. You're yeah. Use it for what it is. You know what I mean? Very clever. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um, and then we have one more. Now, this is from Patrick Curtis again, <laughs> who gave us tips last week. And I think he's addicted to sending us tips. But we do have to let you know that you <laughs> you only get your name put on the list once. <laughs> You're more than welcome to send tips because I think that this is probably the most valuable part of our podcast in five years, sharing not just our tips but other people's tips. But uh, <laughs> Plus, I like hearing from Patrick. I haven't heard from him in a while. So, <laughs> yeah. nice you, you just send all you want, Patrick, even and though he, he says he's all out. So. And his tip inspired me. I have a little addendum to it. Um, he says, I often receive products that include small parts. Oftentimes, those parts are packaged in very small zip-top bags. Pen turners are what I'm talking about. And yes, I do. 
Uh, one pen kit comes with about a half a dozen of these little bags. It drives me nuts how much plastic is, is in just about anything you buy. I get a lot of guitar parts like that, you know, little bags. Um, one pen kit comes with about half a dozen bags of various sizes. And I hate to throw anything away. I've been saving these bags, and recently I found a good use for them. I have a couple of those telescoping magnets from Harbor Freight. Um, I put a small zip top bag over the end and zip it enough so that it stays on. And now when I use the magnet, it stays clean instead of getting metal dust all on it. If you have a shop with metal dust, it's, um, I can also capture whatever it is I'm picking up at the, in the same uh, bag. And tip two, buy things at a lower price and sell them at a completely higher price. Okay. <laughs> I'm cut off out of that tips. That was for Phil. That's my tip. Right. And then he, he adds a zip tie on your shower head pipe. will keep your shower caddy from slipping off. He's just <laughs> running back. Um, yeah, those, those little bags drive me nuts, and I, I love that tip. But my other um, use I found is not as, not as clever as the magnet tip, but um, I reuse them. I just simply reuse them because I'm, like, often, you know, I, I mail out guitars, and with them I, I tend to throw in, like, uh, like, a guitar pick and then the Allen keys, stuff like that. So I just save all those just so I can send them back out. And, and I don't know what the next person does with them. They probably recycle them, but at least I got one more use, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the pen turns. So if you're turning thirty pens, you got 180 of those bags. I think I think your only other option is to get into um, selling small powder products that you can put in those bags. So yeah. uh, scratch that, Tim. Um, <laughs> I, I do have though, and uh, exactly right behind me, um, I collect those as well, and I have quite a few of those. And they do come in handy um, if I have little nuts and bolts uh, around the I shop. Buy, yeah, I mean, if you if, if for whatever reason, if, if you're putting something together or you're taking something apart, um, uh, especially like okay, when you're when you're disassembling something, you're going to save it for parts, right? Uh, put all the different parts in those bags. It's very handy instead of having them all mixed matched together. So when you go to put them back together, you can number the bags, whatever. You can use it for disassembly and reassembly. Um, just yeah, you can find uses for those little bags yeah. that don't involve yeah. small powder products. Like I have the um, the little drawer of screws, you know, like those little yeah. metal with the plastic drawers in them. And a lot of times I'll have, you know, like those drawers are, you know, a couple inches long and I'll have a divider or something I'll put in between them because I'll have two different types of screws in one. And then that piece of cardboard that I shoved in there like falls apart and they get all mixed up. So that's the other thing I'll do sometimes is I'll put like, if I have like two screws that are, say they're both number four half inch, but 30 of them are flathead and 70 of them are roundhead. I'll put the 30 flatheads in one of those little bags and keep right, separate right. in there, you know. Hmm. I'd like to build on top of the magnet in a baggie trick um, because I have one of those, uh, I guess one of those speaker magnets, you know, that comes out of a blown speaker. Oh, I use those a lot. I just used one today when I dropped my draw of number four half inch screws on the floor. <laughs> ah, well, there you go. So I, I do a couple of things with it and, and the, the speaker magnet is wrapped inside of a Ziploc bag for the exact same reason mm. so that I can, you know, if I pull out the magnet, then everything that was stuck to it just sort of just falls right off um but so my uh, drill i keep it at the drill press my chuck key is sitting on it and if i'm working with a couple of different bits that i'm going to be taking in and out i just put the piece the the bit that i'm not working with on that magnet so i know it's not rolling away i know it's not going anywhere it's exactly where i left it i i have the exact same thing i have a small four inch speaker on the base of my drill press and i keep the chuck key in there exact same oh, thing well, there you go yeah Huh. So I just thought of a tip to use those bags for when welding, and we use our little uh, corner magnets oh, yeah. to hold things up. Yeah, melt those things. Put right it up. inside one of those bags <laughs> because cleaning those darn little things after you're done welding, all the little uh, the little metal bits and whatnot, cleaning those suck. You have to use a brass bristled or a, or a you can't use a, a regular metal anyway to get all that gunk out of your your welding matting sucks. I think if you put it in one of those Ziploc bags. You could just take that Ziploc bag, flip it inside out. All the dust goes right away with the that Ziploc bag. So you if, get if the bag doesn't melt to, to you know most things that I'm holding up by the corner, I I, I don't leave it there while I'm doing the whole project. It's right, you tacking, just tack it, so. and you pull it. Yeah, yeah. That's good idea to keep those. Even even just keep them in there when you're not using them because they're on the table or they're in the room. And they with you. they they attract. Yeah. yeah, I know. And the, and the trick I learned for cleaning those, besides the brass brushes, uh, the air compressor. Like that actually, usually compressed mm. air will, will break that bond, and that's the easiest way to do it. But mm. Good idea. We'll just, try you want to just make this whole, this whole episode a round robin of, of tips because we're on a roll. <laughs> um, well, before we continue with the tips, I do want to just talk about Isotunes real quick. So this segment was 
uh, sponsored by Isotunes. But I think it's very important to support the companies that support the content that you guys like. So if you like hearing from us, you know, um, and you need some hearing protection, obviously those two conditions have to be true, then support Isotunes and go to our landing page and use that coupon code because it's the only way that they know that that purchase came from a listener of Reclaimed Audio. So it's super important, like I said, to support the, 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 the business community that supports our community. Um, do you want to continue with the tips or should we, or should we move on to... Uh, well, I almost feel segment. like our topic is kind of like tips because, you know, it was sort of like, you know, like a little like kind of quick, quick fix type things. It's kind of, kind of relative. Yeah. So let's just launch into it. Okay. I was going to do the iTunes review review in the middle and then talk about the importance of Patreon. We oh, because, well, we don't have an iTunes review this week. Oh, this is awkward. Mm. Yeah. No, I, so, I'd like to give I'd like to give people a chance to make up for that. I, I think oh. what I would do is I would because we're talking about the importance of supporting the companies that support the community. I would say on our behalf, feel free to write letters of recommendation for Reclaimed Audio to any other company out there that you feel might be a good fit for us, and we'll forgive you for the not writing us a review. I mean, we know you like to be interactive, and we know you want to. You want to help us the best that you can. And for whatever reason, you, you slipped this week. Um, I'm willing to forgive that. But I think you got to make it up. you got to do something for that. So go ahead, Bill. Carry on. I don't know. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I can headline an opening act like that. Woo. Uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, yeah. So iTunes review reviews. Normally we have one that we read out. But um, I'm going to tell you something. You got to go to our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, and get to that button that says leave a tip. Uh, sorry, leave a review. It'll launch your iTunes and you can review it there. Because, in all seriousness, those five star reviews really do help get the podcast out there to the world of uh, searches by either Stitcher or whatever, or iTunes, obviously. Uh, so, it is very, very important. Um, let's talk about our topic. And. Surprisingly, Bill came up with this topic. Uh, he actually comes up with most of them. Um, let me take a step backwards. He usually mm. says a series of words that then <laughs> Tim and I have turn to into topics. <laughs> yeah, but but he definitely says the words. So try the super glue. What does try the super glue mean? Maybe I'm not saying it right. It's supposed to be said more like try the super glue. You know, it's like one of those things where an obvious kind of mini fix would ultimately just fix it, but you in your head maybe had some bigger, more, quote, right way to do it. I, what do you think about that? Uh, well, I think the sentence that the three of us came up with together and then patted ourselves in the back for about five minutes over sums it up best. Just because it's not the right way doesn't mean it's the wrong way. And so I think what that means is that a lot of times we know that, well, there's a proper way to do something, um, but we don't do it that way. We do it some other way anyways. And I, and I, I think what we're saying is the argument that sometimes that's okay. Yeah. You know? Just use the super glue. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's yeah. the way to say it. Yeah. yeah just use the super glue. Just use the super glue. Um, and it, so what was the case that we, you, we, uh, we sort of came up with because Bill's microphone is busted, right? No, no, no. The, 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 the cable has pulled out from the back of my microphone on, in the past, the old cable, and it doesn't really fit in there very tight. So Phil suggested, well, you can pull the thing apart and resolder everything and, and blah, 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 blah. And then Tim's like, well, you could just try the super glue. Well, this, this yeah, reminds right. me of the conversation. One of my tips I had like months and months and months ago was about as, how I was using my sander and the plug kept falling out of the out of the hole, like out of the outlet, you know? And so I just grabbed a pair of pliers and I bent it. So it forced in. And then Bill, you of course said, well, the problem isn't the plug. The problem is that the outlet is worn. I was like, right. yeah, I know, but I'm not replacing the outlet. I'm just going to bend the piece of metal on the plug. Right. And that's, a, that's the kind of solutions we're looking for is kind of like tips. What are safe, but still good ideas that, you know, sometimes just get it going again. It's going to last. It's going to work just fine the way it is. It may not be the proper way to do it, but again, it doesn't mean it's the wrong way. Well, this is, um, I kind of left this off when we were talking about my truck earlier, but I learned this, and maybe this is oh, yeah. the right way, but I had never known this. I'm not, I mean, I've, you know, I've worked on cars and stuff, and I, I'm not mechanically, like, knowledgeable at all. But so we 
you know, popped the, uh, you know, he put the distributor in, but the, the, the truck still wasn't starting right. And he was like looking, he's like, he's like, there's not a lot of fuel coming in. You know, you had the carburetor open, you can see that not a lot of fuel. He's like, there should be way more fuel than that. Um, and so then I'm, I'm like working on my pallet wood while he's doing that. I'm like, whatever, that's, that's what I'm paying you for. You just figure it out, you know? And so he's kind of putzing on figuring out. And then while I'm working on the back of the truck, I hear him turn the key and I hear the fuel pump whine. And I said, hey, the fuel pump's making noise now that it was not making before. You know, and he's like, well, that's a good sign. Sure enough, started right up. So what he showed me the problem was is there was just a little bit of corrosion on the fuse. And now the fuse wasn't busted, but it had a little green on it. <clears throat> and I had looked at that fuse because when I had the drainage leak, I, I pulled out every fuse to make sure they were all good and stuff. And I saw that, but I didn't know that that little bit of green could actually cause that whole thing to not work. So hmm. he's like, he's like, well, you know, we should just get a big box of fuses and replace them all. And I said, I already did. I did buy a big box of fuses. You know, I bought them on eBay, like when I bought the truck. He's like, oh, perfect. So he goes and he replaces every fuse. But before he replaced them, he took a little bit of um, PB Blaster or WD-40 or whatever. I think it was PB, but... Brake cleaner. Yeah. No, um, no, no, no. Grease. Or degreaser. Don't no, grease. Well, it's, it's, it's a water repellent. Like WD-40 is basically, it's a way to repel water. Right. Anti, yeah. Anti-water. So, and, he, he's, and he sprayed yeah. a little bit into the cap and he dipped each new fuse into the grease yeah. before he put it in because that would help the contact... And it would help repel any moisture or water from getting into that contact in the future and putting it out. Now, hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't know if that's the right way or not. I've never in my life seen anybody dip a fuse in oil, but it makes perfect sense. You know? Well, I think of dialectic grease, yeah. right? What's that? The, what about the little, the, the little uh, the pads you put on your uh, battery terminal? They're just soaked in some kind of a, like a WD-40 type thing that's going to repel to keep anti-corrosion, the little green and red pads. Well, it's like lithium grease, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, same same thing, thing I guess. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so that's still going to be conductive, neat. but keep it watertight. Yeah, conductive but repel. Yeah, conductive but repel. Write that down. Write that down. Oh, I think that's next week's topic. <laughs> <laughs> re- but so, like, you know, maybe the right way would be to get a new fuse box. I don't know. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't know. Well, no, I yeah, yeah. Well, I think what you're saying is, is the right way would be to maybe why is that? Why is that getting moisture? I mean, right, you should fine. actually do some more work into that. Figure yeah. out what's going on. Is it because of the age of the truck? Are there seals that are worn out? I mean, there's a lot of things you can do that are more proper to to eliminate mm-hmm. the problem. But however, this sounds like it's going to work just fine. And if it only works for ten years, and in ten years you got to do it again, I think you're okay with that. I'm right? okay with that. Just use a super glue. You know, <laughs> like if you right, got to right. put a new put the fuse super box glue in one your... of those Ziploc bags. Yeah, if you got to put a new <laughs> right, you know, if you got to put a new dab of super glue every six years, that sounds fixed to me. Yeah, <clears throat> problem solved. Yeah. Anyways, great episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got one. I got one that we've all done, and uh, I get a lot of flack from it. Um, uh, be doing work in the shop. You can be doing uh, using an extension cord in the yard. And uh, you've cut your extension cord, or yeah. it's frayed, or it's busted. And now, what you should do is you should replace the extension cord. You're not supposed to repair it. You're not supposed to tie mm-hmm. the wires together and, and wrap a whole buttload of electrical tape around it. But that's what I do. I've got one extension cord that's probably got five of those <laughs> on it. Um, and, and now, again, if I was in construction and I was using that extension cord every day, of course I would replace it, or I would do the proper thing. Um, but for what I would use it for, I'm not going to start a fire. It works just fine. I'm just going to throw a little super glue. Just use the super glue. And uh, I'm just going to do some quick repair on that cord. And uh, it's also your power tools, too. I've got a couple of old drills that I have that the cord started coming out and fraying right at the end. And instead of pulling the drill apart and just cutting it and then you know making the cord a little bit shorter, if there's enough wire sticking out, I'd rather just twist tie the wires together and wrap it up in you know, an electrical tape. And it works just fine. I don't use a power drill very much anymore so i don't know that's, that's just something i know we've all done it if you haven't done it you should because again if you're not using your extension cord first of all if you're actually in construction you're going to use the proper extension cord it's got to be the right thickness for the right amperage and the right yeah. ohms and all that through that's that's far beyond those of mortal men like us you have one hole to drill up up in your backyard behind the fence right <laughs> you'll be all right well, yeah you'll yeah. be all right yeah, I can't really speak to this topic because I always do everything the exact right way. Oh, yeah, the correct true. way. Yeah, we should have thought of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm. pick something that we do. You would do perfectly, and we'll tell you how to do it. Better. Wrong. I mean, yeah. 
don't know. I honestly, I'm drawing a blank about this. Obviously, I don't always do the right thing. I we all do these hack fixes. But so something that I always do actually here's an interesting one because it's a totally different take, but I think it's very similar to this. I when so when I fix the um, the dryer right, and we had this whole conversation because I said I bought two of the belts, the the mm-hmm. drive belts, mm-hmm. and they were like twenty five bucks a piece. And Bill said, "How long did this one last you?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know, ten years." And it occurred to me, I just threw away twenty-five dollars because what are the chances I'm going to have this dryer for thirty years? Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's not like it's good for any other dryer. Like, the dryer is going to give up the ghost well before this belt is ever worn out. But I do that all the time. I'll, I'll always buy twice as much as I need, be- mm-hmm. just in case. And I feel like I waste a ton of money because of that. I should just just use a super glue, you know, on that kind of thing. Like, just get the one belt. Like, what's yeah. what's going to happen? Yeah. You know, but I always think, like, what if it tears or what if I ruin it on the first take? But, like, I, I think you're going to come it. across a couple of things like this experience that this is all you're waiting for. You're just waiting to get those couple of ones that come in. It's like, oh, man, I am never going to use the second belt. <clears throat> but... Um, just keep doing what you're doing, man, because there's times when you should have an extra one. I know way more times have I thought, wow, I wish I had another one of these that I didn't have one than I have one sitting around. You know what I mean? But I always, I always buy two instead of just one. Like, what is the point of the second extra belt? You know, I, I've been doing that a lot lately, but it's not quite like that because it's not like a dryer belt that gets replaced once every 10 years. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but like, you like know, that one was just bananas. Like when I, I go on and I order guitar parts, uh, you know, I do a lot of that on eBay and like, oh, I need a, I need a quarter inch jack for this style guitar or one of these. And I, I've been doing like, you know, I'm going to get three of them. Um, because I'm like right. I'm gonna build up the inventory, and you know it's like oh it's like a it's like a four dollar part. I'll just get threes, and it's twelve dollars. But then what happens is I might I'll have like a list of like like I need to buy five things, and I end up buying like thirty things, you know, right? Because well, I get plus three. Plus you got to remember to check your inventory before you go to the next order, right? And then that's the other thing I have. Um, there were geez, there was one set of screws. I think it was number six three quarter. Like because there's like certain things that you just like kind of keep in stock and. And apparently, I, I went to the hardware store. This is like a year ago, like three times. And I was like, "Oh, I got to grab the number six. because I didn't write it down that I just got it last time I was there. You know, it's like one of those things you walk by, like, "Oh, I'll grab a liquid nails." You know? Yeah. And and I ended up with like I had like four hundred of these screws in my shop at one point. But now <laughs> now I'm down to a reasonable number again. But for a while, I was a little overstocked. <laughs> I do that with with uh, with painters tape. I'm just like every time I go to the, do I need painters tape? Yeah. Better get it while I'm here. Painters tape. Better get it. Just painters tape. Yeah. I get home I'm like. I already have three full rolls of stuff. Like, yeah, I use it, yeah. but I don't use four rolls in a year. I, I just had to lot. look to the eight or nine rolls that I have sitting on my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I've, I've always got five, five or six. You know, uh, that's so funny. I buy but I pack. always, regardless of anything, I will always look up and down the aisles to see if I see any of the sale tickets. Uh, maybe I, do I need do I need a new crescent wrench? Do I, I always do this? Yeah, do I need a do I need a new six pound sledgehammer? Well, you know, it's. Sale. I remember when I was in my twenties, I had this friend, and um, <clears throat> he was a uh, kind of a handy guy. Um, he was a cook. I I worked in the restaurant with him, and um, and he used to go to yard sales a lot. Like I used to go with him. He'd be like, you know, you want to go yard sales? And so he'd be like, yeah, sure. He'd be like, all right, be at my house at five thirty. I'm like, eh, I don't want to go that bad. <laughs> you know? Dear and, uh, Lord, what was he eighty? Uh, no, he's just got young guy in his thirties. He's a really, you know, very influential man in my life. I really looked up to him and admired him. And and I remember like, you know, he was like thirty and I was like twenty one. You know, so he was a little bit older. And you know, he had a house, yeah. he had a wife and kids and he had all these tools and all these things. And like I just couldn't understand how anybody could have that much stuff. And that's how. Uh-huh. Like what you're saying, Phil, is like, like I'm 21 years old and every time I go to the store, I'm like, maybe I'll get that crescent wrench, you know? But then you do that for 10 years. Next thing you know, you got a full garage. And, and uh, you know, people, I get that, uh, you know, those comments. I still get them every once in a while, those comments like, well, look at all those tools you have. It's like, well, yeah, because I've been doing this a while. Like this, I didn't, yeah. I didn't always have these. You can actually see them accumulate over the past eight years I've been making videos. You know? That 10-year yeah, mark is, is funny that you say that because uh, next month, Casey and I will have been in this house uh, for 10 years. Yeah. Wow. And we moved here from a one-bedroom, 500-square-foot apartment, and I had a toolbox with a yeah. couple of... <laughs> a, I think I had a screwdriver and a tape measure in it. That's yeah. about it. 
and I'm looking at my garage now, and I'm just I've got minus the CNC. I've got just about every tool Everything. you can think of, right? Yeah, yeah. And I had a tool yeah, closet it, it, at our apartment, so I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I had I, a drawer. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just funny. You know, one of the things I mentioned to you guys, I, I want to bring it up to uh, just use a super glue. It's an actually, uh, it's an actual super glue tip, and it's one of my favorites. I saw Jimmy do. I, I don't even, th I don't think it was actual a tip. He used to do the tip videos. This was just something he yeah. did in one of his videos. But anyway, he was wood gluing something together, and he would put the wood glue on, but then he put two or three drops of super glue. To hold it fast, so you don't have to clamp it. If something like maybe he was making a sign, he was putting the letters on something, so the super glue is going to hold it steady while the wood glue dries, because the wood glue is ten times stronger than super glue would ever hope to be. But that yeah. super glue, instead of trying to put weights on something, or it's just like that it was so simple and so genius. Instead of taking the time to clamp it, make sure it's got the perfect pressure, and maybe put weights on top, he just boom, 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 stuck it up there. The super glue held it in place. The, the wood glue dries; it's never going to go anywhere. What an amazing tip I think that was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where I learned that. Maybe it was from him, but I've done that many times, and it, and it's, it works great. Um, yeah, if you're just like that, I don't. I want to keep working. I don't have time to wait an hour for this wood glue to set. Right. And, and nowadays with the spray, like you know, you can get that accelerator. You can. I mean, oh, seconds. the activator. Yeah. 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 Activator is great. Yeah, because oh, it man, doesn't. Do I love that. It doesn't mess up the wood glue, like. I haven't had a problem with it yet. I'm going to knock on some wood while I say that. I'm, I'm starting to see uh, our, our friends, Another uh, speaking of another company that supports the community, our friends over at Starbond, um, I'm starting to see their, their commercials now on, uh, I don't know if it's Facebook or Instagram, but where they show that black super glue, you can use it to fill yeah. in the cracks and then oh, spray the activator yeah. on it. You can put like five layers of that on. It's instantly dried. You sand it, you're done, oh, God, you move half on. Of, half of my guitars are, are that. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm using that all the time. It's it's uh, it's yeah. a great trick. And what's what's great about the Starbond in particular is that yeah, they have the because you can do it with clear and you can mix sawdust and all this stuff. But the black actually like it, it looks cool. You know, they have a brown one too. Um, oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. that. Uh, well, they had they, they had a light brown one that I'd gotten a while back from them, um, and it I it, it just it was almost clear when it dried, so it almost was negligible. But now I have a new bottle of a darker brown. I haven't tried it yet though. But the but the black is where it's at because it just it makes that mistake a feature or it makes that crack a feature. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Where are we at here? Where are we at here? Uh, I think oh, okay. Right Let's sum it up. I mean, if yeah. if you're if you're doing something in, in for for the sake of time or expedience or just because you it's good enough, don't be afraid to do something a repair an idea anything. If it works, it works. You know, it may not, again, this may not be the right way, but it doesn't make it the wrong way to do something. Mm -hmm. And I like that. Yeah. Um, let's see here. What grabbed your attention this week? Let's, is that, or I think we're on that, yeah? Yeah, I think we did everything yeah. else earlier. Let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> so what grabbed your attention? Let's go to Tim this time. Um, I don't have, I don't have too much to, uh, Okay. Our our UK listeners may know what I'm talking about. Uh, this came up in a conversation, and I looked it up, and I found an episode on YouTube, and I watched it. It was a television program from the UK in the late 80s or early 90s. I think it was early 90s. And the show was called Challenge Annika. A-N-N-E-K-A is her name. And the premise of the show is that um, Annika is given... A challenge, and the the one episode I watched, and there's, I mean, there's there's seasons of the show, and I think people of our age, like a certain age, in UK listeners, are all smiling right now thinking about the show. Apparently, it was like a real cultural thing that happened there, um, and that was back mm -hmm. when there weren't as many TV channels either, you know. Um, but uh, so the one episode I watched is um, she. There's a town that was divided by a river, and someone had had uh, they'd done some fundraising and they got some pylons, <coughs> excuse me, some pylons in to put. Uh, connect these two halves of the town with a bridge because otherwise you have like walk all the way around took like forever to get from one side to the other uh, to put a footbridge there but then the the guy passed away and the project never got finished uh, but they all this stuff was like the pieces were there but it just wasn't together and so the challenge was she had three days to get this bridge completed and throw a party that the town was connected and so it's her running That's around That's super to, like, cool. And so this is the kind of things it's like she's it's like uh -huh. a maker show almost but she's like um she's like an ombudsman or like a 
uh, an expediter. And so she goes around and she like sweet talks guys into like donating food or donating labor and this and that. And she's driving around in like a, a doom buggy, like Dave Gagne drives and uh, but right hand drive. And, and they have like an 18 wheeler bring is like, it's just this whole, and she's just this really charming lady and she's dressed in like a nineties track suit and everything, you know, it's like, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it was just a really, really neat show. And so there's, there are full episodes up on YouTube and uh, I thought it was really cool. Amazing. Yeah. What about you, Bill? So um, I started reading a book series a long time ago. It's one of my favorites ever written, so I'm going to nerd out a little bit because it's a fantasy book, uh, magic and dragons and stuff like that. Um, anyway, the, the, the book series is Wheel of Time. It's by Robert Jordan. And I think oh, there's, yeah. there's 15 books, and the last three were written by friends that had to take his notes because he passed away. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I've read that series probably five or six times over the years and um we always listened to something at night before we as you know to go to sleep with and, and casey was like well we, we listened to this we're waiting on this one what would you like? i said you know see if the wheel of time by robert jordan's out there on audiobook and it is and now she didn't realize that of course you know these each book has 50 to 75 chapters so we're going to be <laughs> listening to this every night for a long Never. time uh, but wow. yeah, so I started listening to that again, and I just really enjoy it. And if if uh, if you're a fantasy fan of any kind, if you liked uh, Game of Thrones or anything like that, I think this is the epitome of what a fantasy series is all about. It's 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 amazing. Robert Jordan, Wheel of Time, audiobooks. That's it's what very dense. Doing. It's very yeah. dense. It's so, so many layers. I mean, it's oh yeah, yeah, it's 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 so prolific. It's just I love it. I absolutely love it. Hmm. Hmm. Excellent. Indeed. Um, for myself, um, let me see here. What have I been watching? So what I've been doing is I've been uh, taking um, the Marvel movies, you know, like all 23 of those. I guess now that we're geeking out, I can tell you, tell you guys the truth. Uh, <laughs> so, there's 20, so I've been watching basically one movie a night for like the last uh, week or so. And I think I'm up to – I watched Black Panther last night. So – you forget how good these movies were because so many of them came out. Which order but I'm watching are you them chronological the, um, or order they were released? No, the order that I'm told to watch them in. So I guess in in universe time. Um, in universe time. Yeah, that's the chronological. Yeah. 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 Right. So I'm watching it like yeah. So it, mm. like each. So you're seeing the sequences even though they cross different characters and stuff. It's. It's very cool. I, I'm really enjoying it. So I watched Black Panther, and I forgot what a great movie that was. Mm. Uh, like they were all really good. I have to say there were there aren't too many like bad ones in this series. There, did you there were a hear that, that uh, Disney Plus just? I'm oh, sorry. Hmm. Uh, Disney Plus just came out with uh, just released it. There's five or six episodes of uh, the Falcon, and I think it's like a young Captain America. Is there another name for Captain America? No, it's a different character. Uh, the Winter Soldier, right? Yes. Mm. The Falcon yeah. and the Winter so, Soldier. Win yeah, so Winter Soldier was, uh, well, he's got that one adamantium arm, right? He was. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. And he was good, and, and anyways, then he was Disney bad, Plus and he was good again. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good guy who was brainwashed by Hydra, so that every time he said, like, I just watched this, like, three nights ago. That was uh, <laughs> Captain America's Civil War. Mm. Yeah. That was... Honestly, I really enjoy them. So that's what that's what I'm into right now. You you know what else I just binged this weekend was um, Better Call Saul season five. I don't know. You do know what? I never saw it. I know. I know it's good. I just oh my I god, haven't seen any of them? The, the, it's all, I don't I know mean, if we ever finished that. I get, maybe I gotta. I think we didn't finish the last season. Well, it's season four is up on Netflix, but season five isn't yet. Um, and then yeah. uh, maybe it is on some other platforms. But my my wife got it for me from the library. Um, mm. And uh, and yeah, it's. It's almost as good as I mean. It might be better than Breaking Bad in some ways, but Breaking Bad is it's just up there. It's a, he takes it's a different show. It's a different it's, yeah. It's a different show, but it's just a because yeah. it's not just I mean the character development and the actors are are terrific. And if you've watched Breaking Bad and you see those little all of a sudden some character will pop in and it's earlier in the timeline. It's like oh it's that guy you know. But um hmm. yeah, it's it's really neat. And but what I love 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 about it, uh, which is probably my favorite thing about Breaking Bad is the cinematography. I love the desert. It's yeah. all like the Western, the, the oversaturated yeah, color and the, the aerial shots of just emptiness, the soundtrack, every, you know, just the space they give you. 
Love it. I, I have not been excited about a, uh, a new movie coming out in a long time. I usually I don't really care. But he, that main character, is coming out with a new movie where he plays a uh, retired hitman. And um. people come mess with his family. He has to come out. Of re- so it's like Saul, who's like a total, you know, kick, kick yeah, butt. His, bad. I can't remember this guy's name right now. It's like... Um... Uh, the the name of the movie I think is I'm Nobody or something like that or Nobody is the name of the movie um, but I can't wait because it's like Saul really and then he goes and he has to seek, you know stop people from messing with his family and he's this little mild mannered dude and all of a sudden he's like he's Bob like Odin retired Kirk, that's his name I couldn't remember yeah but, yeah, yeah yeah huh anyway interesting I think that wraps Loves us it. up don't you yeah yeah. So our websites are WilliamLutz.com, NewPerspectivesMusic.com, GuineaPigTanks.com, SquareTools.com, and while we're throwing up the .coms up there, let's get isotunescom slash audio. So contact us, guys. Those We love getting those emails from you guys, whether they're questions for the Isotunes tip segment or any kind of general feedback, uh, topic suggestions. We love that stuff. You can send us an email, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. You can type it out or you can record it and attach it to that email. You can hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. And I'm going to bring up the uh, – I talked about iso- uh, iTunes, so I'm going to leave that alone. But Patreon. Patreon is a platform that allows you to directly contribute dollars to the creators that you know you appreciate. Um, and so we have a page up there, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. And you can also get to it from our reclaimed audio podcast.com website. But it lets you kick a couple of bucks back at us uh, for some of the entertainment that you're getting. You also get access to the pre show uh, with as little as a $1 per episode uh, Patreon uh, support package. And for $10 per episode, you get your name read aloud with the, uh, with the heroes at the beginning of the show. So uh, I think that that's enough. Uh, that's enough hustle out of me today. Um, be well, guys. Have a great week, and uh, thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Be good.